Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. How are we doing? Thank you. Little little whoop there. How are we doing, Jubilee? Are we doing okay? I'm sure if you shout loud enough, we'll hear you here at City Site by faith. Uh, Great to see you. What a beautiful day. Is anyone excited that the sun is out? Absolutely amazing. That's what happens when you are a Brit because uh, you're just grateful for any sunshine at all. And we are grateful. It's not looking quite so good next week, but I'm just going to take today and enjoy it. Amazing. Well, I'm going to um, share with you today. Um, and I want to be, I'll be honest with you, I just want to be, I want to be kind of practical. Um, and I want to help us. I, I've got an increasing burden to help us get out of our head and get into our heart. Um, because I think so much of what we hear these days are aimed at our intellect. And, and um, we, we need something more than that. In this day and age, we need something more than wise and persuasive words. The Bible says we need a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And I was reflecting because I'm sure uh, most of us will relate to this over this last 15 months. How many of you experience, you know, this coming up on your computer screen, poor connection? Or if you're on Zoom, unstable connection? And, um, you know, it's so frustrating. Like, why, why, why is it only on Zoom that you've got an unstable internet connection? It's never unstable at any other time. But anyway, Zoom tells you it's unstable. And I was just reflecting on, on that, that about connection. This, this, uh, these few weeks, we're taking a few moments to focus on what it means to experience the presence of God And I think, you know, it might be true a little bit of us, um, you know, maybe our our connection with one another has got a little bit unstable. Maybe our connection with God has got a little bit unstable. Maybe we're connected, but it's a poor connection. And I want to just, I want to just reflect on that today and and, and help us um, to to re-engage. Psalm 145 verse 20 says this, the Lord keeps all who love him. The Lord keeps all who love him. And that word keep, and it actually might be that in your version there, it says to preserve, it means to preserve. The Lord preserves, he guards, he protects, he takes care of. The Lord keeps all who love him. And I just right from the outset want to start by saying this is a love thing. It's not a rules thing. Our relationship with God is love, not rules. I think too many of us can be thinking how how is God responding to me? Have I done enough? Am I enough? Am I keeping God happy? Um I want to say that love means we throw that list away because God loves us. 
God loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He, lo- he, don't, he doesn't just love us now. Maybe because you've, you've, you've come to church today. Maybe because you're watching online. He doesn't just love, you know, it's a, you know God isn't looking at you thinking, oh, well done. Okay, that's better. No, he, he's, he, he loves us even in our worst moment, on our worst day. This relationship is a love relationship. And I think that, you know, we, we have so many virtual experiences uh, in our lives these days. And, and, and I'm not knocking that. There are so many benefits of it. But we can't expect to have a virtual Christian experience and it work. If, if this is, if this is going to work, it has to be real. It has to be authentic. It has to get beyond my head and get into my heart. That is the only way this is going to work. Because the reality is this, it is possible for the cross to have done a work for someone, but they've not allowed the cross to do a work in them. The cross has done a work for them, but they've not allowed the cross to do a work in them. It's possible to be saved and miserable. It's possible because the only way I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to understand what salvation has done for me is by allowing the cross to do something in me. I mean, let's be honest, you know. Have you ever known someone at church be miserable? You know, if, uh, if no one else said it around you, maybe that's you. I don't know. But, you know, I want to I say that this stuff is so powerful. It's so real. It's so incredible that God wants us to understand that the life of Jesus in me, the life of Jesus in you is, is, is there to help you become a whole healed, life-giving person. We are not just called to follow a list of rules. We are called to relationship. When, when Paul wrote a letter, the apostle Paul wrote a letter to the Colossian church um, in Colossians 3 verse 1, he, he said this, he, uh, uh, he said, set your affections on things above. Set your affections on things above. Let me ask you a question. What have you set your affections on? What have you set your affections on? Because I think that sometimes we set our affections on things because we haven't got the kind of relationship with God that one, we perceive that other people have, or two, we feel we should have. And we set our affections on so many things that just lead to emptiness. They will never give us what, what we need. What have you set your affections on? I've come, I've come to encourage you today to set your affection on Jesus. Turn your eyes Upon Jesus. Turn your attention towards Him. 
We live in times and seasons where there are so many things that are distracting us. We have to make a decision to turn our eyes upon Jesus. I was just reflecting, you know, I don't know whether this illustration works for you, but it was just, you know, the way our life has gone, we've often found ourselves at um, uh, airport arrivals, waiting for visitors to come. Um, we, we, um, we lived in uh, South Africa for 10 years in Cape Town and we had many visitors and uh, we, we, we went to arrivals. And those of you who have, who have ever gone to arrivals, waiting, you've gone to pick somebody up, you know, you get there and you're just looking at that door opening, shutting, opening, shutting, opening, shutting. Just, you're just focused with expectation and anticipation. And then when your person walks through the door, wow, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, it's a very emotional thing uh, because if you see people, just people, human beings are incredible. They respond in all kinds of different uh, ways. Some people are just very cool and calm and collected and some people literally launch from somewhere in the middle of arrivals and land on the person who has just worked through the, walked through the door. But I think that, uh, that, that just gives us a little bit of a picture of, of what our relationship with God should be, should be like. There should be that eager, excited anticipation. Do you know that God doesn't just tolerate you? We didn't just get in. We didn't just make it across the threshold. Oh yeah, come on. All right. Yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah, just, just stay, stay out of the way. It, no, no. God, God, if you like, launches himself from the middle of arrivals and throws his arms around you. Well, that's what he, that's what he did, didn't he, for the prodigal son. He went running out to meet uh, his son and he threw his arms around him. God does not just tolerate you and he wants a relationship with you. Not a relationship with church, not a relationship with worship, not a relationship with preaching. Those things all contribute to my relationship with God. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, we love because... He first loved us. Pause. Think about that. We love because he first loved us. You see, I actually, if I'm going to love in the right way, I need a revelation of God's love. I need a revelation of the love that God gave Uh, poured out for me that he sent his one and only son to die for me on a cross he 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 bled for me he died for me he took my sins upon him so that I could live free and whole and hope-filled and joy-filled following Jesus is not just an alternative philosophy of life not just one this this is life itself I need a revelation of God's love because that is incredibly liberating. When you know you're loved, when you know that someone is with you, heart and soul, someone who, who, who gave their everything for you. Romans, Romans 8, 
Verse 38 was a letter. It was a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to uh, the, the Roman church. And he, sa- he says this. He says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now Paul wrote that I am convinced. I want to say to you today, are you convinced? I want you to ask you that question. Are you convinced of what I've just read to you? Because that is true. It is true whether you're convinced or not, but God wants you to be convinced that there is nothing, 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 no thing, no thing, nothing, nothing. Have you got that? Nothing that can separate you from the love of God. God's love is fixed and unchanging. But our love needs to be nurtured. His love is fixed and unchanging. But our love isn't. It's not like that, is it? I mean, we say we love God. We can, we can be here. We can be watching online. We can be at, uh, at uh, the city site. We can be at Jubilee. We can be praising God. We can be so excited. We can be amening. We can say, oh, God is awesome. And then we can wake up on Monday morning and wonder if we're still saved. Like, what happened? Because our emotions, they go up, they down, they fluctuate. That's the reality. But, but we need to work at nurturing our love. Matthew 24, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 12 says, Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, watch this, will grow cold. I mean, that's, that's quite a scripture if you think about it. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, not just some, most will, watch that word, grow cold. It's a process of time. It doesn't happen overnight. Just gradually, gradually grows cold. And you know, the truth is, and this is maybe not the greatest memory to prompt, but I know it's true that, you know, all of us to some degree are capable of this. Is there anyone that you've ever had in your life who once you were close to, maybe spent a lot of time with, maybe, you know, someone, someone years ago and, and, and now you haven't any, got anywhere near the level of relationship now that you had then? It happens. It happens. It happens with all of us. Because it it just proves that love can grow cold. God's love never changes, but our love can grow cold. Our love needs to be nurtured, protected, and kept alive. In some ways, we you know, it's not, it's something we have to work at. We have to work at our relationship. I want to say this, you know, the best relationships don't depend on 
grand gestures. You know, um, you know, sometimes you see it on Instagram, don't you? On Facebook, you know, these big gestures of love. And, you know, I, I want to say that a gesture is not the sum total of a relationship. No matter how amazing... You know, you, I don't know, maybe you're looking at that thinking, oh my, he never does that for me. Look at that, she's getting all that, all that, all those balloons, all that. And the, It's just a moment. It's not reality. I, I want to say that love is fueled by small, consistent acts of love, kind words and acts of service. It's not just about grand gestures. Listen, we all love a grand gesture every now and again, but it's not, that's not the, not the foundation of a loving relationship. You know, have you ever been in a restaurant where maybe a couple are at a table, maybe they're celebrating something, I don't know, or they're eating together, but they aren't, they aren't talking, there's no affection, there's no connection. They're distracted, maybe on the phones. However, similarly, a couple could be there and there's no conversation, but there is affection and connection. And it's the affection and the connection that makes the difference. You know, I was thinking that um, if you can imagine... Um, a rope. A rope isn't one piece. It's, it's, it's made up of many finer strands that are, that are woven together. Many fine fibers. Those fibers on their own could easily break. But when they're together, there is great Strength. I want to say little moments make a big difference when you add them together. It's true of our relationships. It's true of our relationship with God. It's not just about the grand gestures. It's about little moments of affection. Love can grow cold by not doing those little things. But love can be fueled by doing those little things. I think that is very true of our relationship with Jesus. Some of us are sat at the table, as it were. We're doing our daily readings. We are rattling off our prayers. We are going through the motions. But if we're honest, there's no affection. There's no connection. We're just following the rules. We're doing the list. We're ticking it off. And, and I want to say that that is not what this is about. There's something that is so much better. Ephesians 6 verse 10, and I love this in the amplified version. It says, be strong in the Lord. Just watch that. Be strong in the Lord. Strength comes by being in 
the Lord. In fact, the, the reason why I love the Amplified Version here, it says, because it, it um, funnily enough, <laughs> amplifies it. Um, draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. That is where the strength comes from. By being in him. It comes through connection. I've used this illustration before, but it's just, it, it just works for, for all of us. This phone will only work if at some point there is connection to the power. That's how, that's how the potential of this is released. And even if the battery dies, the functionality of this phone is restored through connection. It is through connection. My functionality as a person is restored by my function, by my connection to Jesus. And I want to say, you know, I think that um, sometimes I worry because, you know, you, we're feeding our stuff from, we're feeding ourselves with social media and, you know, there's so much stuff out there. You know, you know what you need, guys? You need to love yourself. Love yourself. That is the way, you know, don't you be listening to everybody else. Don't you be listening to what they're saying. Don't you listen to what they want for you. You just love yourself. You don't need nobody. I'm, it all sounds great. But let me tell you, it isn't true. Firstly, we, all, we do need others. And secondly, I don't get a fulfilled life by loving me. I get a fulfilled life by loving Jesus. Now, I know I've also got to love me, but that's not the primary thing. And I've got to love my neighbor as I love myself. That's what Jesus said. But it begins with my love for him. Set your affections on him. What does that mean? Those little fibers, those little things add up to great strength. What do I mean by that? So I'm just going to throw in a little bit of practical things, you know, just give you a bit of an insight to what I do. Now, this might not be work, for, it might not work for you, but this is what I do. You know, like I'm the kind of guy, love, love nature. You know, I can just be driving along, I can see a tree in blossom, you know, uh, and I can go, oh, wow, look at that, that is awesome. Jesus, thank you. What a blessing. I take that little tiny moment as I drive by, and I absorb the joy of that moment. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, I'm driving along. My God, thank you for a car. Thank you for a car. If you've ever not had a car, and then you get a car, you're grateful for the car. But then we get used to the car. But I, I take moments to say, God, thank you. My God, you've blessed me. You have blessed me with this car. Thank you, it works. Thank you. Look at that sunset. You know, last night I, I looked out my bathroom window and I saw the, 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 the sunset. Like it was about like quarter to 10. Don't you just love that? Oh my gosh, I love that. Quarter to 10 at night and there was this beautiful sunset and I'm like, Jesus, it's just a tiny. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I didn't fall on my knees in the bathroom. 
going, Kashara Masada, oh God, I love you. You're awesome, Lord. Thank you for this sunset. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. No, it wasn't like that. It was just simply, oh wow, Lord Jesus, thank you. That's a beautiful sunset. And then I went to do my teeth. It was as simple as that. So it's just, it's, it's just finding those little moments of worship, little tiny moments that aren't much in themselves, but added together with all those moments, you end up with something that's strong. Psalm 77 verse 11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Take a moment to recall the good things that God has done for you. I, I, I do that often. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, the, the way you've blessed us. My God, I thank you for that time when we didn't have enough food, but God, you came through and you provided for us. Thank you. My God, thank you for that holiday. You gave us an absolute bargain there. We didn't know. And, and I generate faith. That's one of the great things about you know, having a journal because you can flip back over your journal and reflect and recall the great things that God has done and allow gratitude to come out of your mouth. You use this for so many things. Make sure one of the things you use it for is to express gratitude to God. I mean, I've already said I connect with God in nature. You know, I don't know uh, if, uh, if Guy Bowen's watching. He's our finance director. I know anywhere near water. If there's a river, if there's a lake, he, he connects with God in those moments. And you might say, what? I'm, I'm certainly not connecting God there. But that's the beauty. We're all unique. And, and there will be something unique about you and your makeup, which means that in that environment, you will connect with God. It might not be exactly the same for me. But the most important thing is we're connecting. I, I can have a great time. If I'm in the car on my own, I don't know what it is, but when I'm in the car on my own, I can, I can just feel the presence of God in a moment. That's just me. That's why it's good sometimes to not just rush to be turning on the music or the, the radio or but just enjoy a moment of silence. You know when you've, when your internet's unstable or you, you are, have got a poor connection, you know one of the things that you can do and, and I'm sure like you, I've had to do this so many times over this last year and a half is to reset. You reset. Now true, on my internet box thingy, I've got a reset button. I never use it. Do you know how I reset? I unplug. Let it power down and then plug it in and allow it to reset. I unplug to reset. What could you unplug from in order to get plugged in to your relationship with God? I want to say that sometimes we don't just need another message. We need a moment. 
You know, you, and I, 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 I want to, listen, I believe in the power of preaching. But watching a great preach on YouTube is not necessarily a moment of connection. It's exciting, it's great. You'll preach yourself happy, that's awesome. And if we're being absolutely honest, how much of that message are you taking away? We need something more. We need something more. We need something more than a message. We need a moment. We need a moment with Him. How do I have a moment? How do I have a moment with all the business of your life? Well, let me tell you something. If you've got a diary and you put appointments in that diary and you honour those appointments to get you started, get you started, why don't you, why don't you put an appointment? Time with Jesus. Actually do it. I don't have to do that. That's stupid. Well, if you're not doing it now, it might be a good prompt. Not to, not to spend six hours in prayer. I mean, God bless you if you want to do that, but maybe you could spend six minutes or one minute or something. You know, maybe, what, what are the ways we can reset? What are the ways we can reconnect? What is the little thing I can do? Maybe, maybe you've disconnected from the Bible. You don't want to admit it, but like it's become dry. You can't really connect. Well, just go back to it and start with the Psalms. Change up the version that you read. Go for a more modern version. Have a time where you just speak out with gratitude. Father, I thank you. I worship you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. And as you remember things, as, as things come to mind, just speak it out. Thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my grandchildren. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the way you've protected me and look after me. That, and you know what? As you begin to fuel those moments, you know, the, the message version says this, Psalm 100 and verse four, and I've talked about it in our recent history. Enter, in, we enter into his presence with the password, thank you. That is the password into His presence. Psalm 103 says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul. I actually love the, I love the old English version of that. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. What's the psalmist doing here? He's talking to himself. I think sometimes we need to talk to ourselves and say, Hey, soul. Hey, soul, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Remember the Lord. Forget not all His benefits. He forgives all our sins. My God, I'm forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. I am forgiven. He heals all my diseases. Thank you, God. I'm believing for healing in Jesus' name. He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. My God, if there's anyone who is looking for their youth to be renewed like the eagle, it's me. Today, my grandson's 10th birthday. You know when it's your grandson's 10th birthday? My, I, need, I need my youth renewing like the eagles Lord help me but how do I find that because he is the one who satisfies I need to connect 
with Him. I need to connect with Him. We're going to take a moment. These amazing guys are going to lead us in a moment of worship. But it's not just about this moment. It's about tomorrow, Tuesday afternoon, Thursday morning. How can you take a moment, a little moment, that will turn into many moments, that will fuel your connection with Him and renew and restore that connection in Jesus' name. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.